So welcome to the fourth episode of the Circo podcast. I am your host for today, Cheryl King. And today I'm really excited to be speaking with Phil Malam, uh, the CEO of Circo Middle East and Khalid Al Amar, the Standards and Procedures Director at Mashuat. And this is the National Project Management Operation and Maintenance Organization in Public Entities in Saudi Arabia. In this episode, we will take a look at what the new normal looks like in Saudi. Um, what does the new normal look like in the wake of COVID-19? And we're also going to touch upon Circo's footprint in the kingdom and the opportunities ahead, keeping Vision 2030 in mind. So first things first, uh, let's give a big welcome. Uh, welcome, Phil, and welcome, Khaled. Thank you so much for being on the podcast today. How have the last kind of few, few months been for you guys? It's been really busy. I think the... Um, <laughs> Certainly from our, I mean, from, from our perspective, I mean, Circo is a, um, a services to government company. So we've not really, we're a frontline services company. So during the uh, whole of the pandemic, um, we've not really stopped. I mean, in fact, we've, if anything, mm. we, we've, we've ramped up um, work. I mean, we're doing all sorts on the, the COVID support side to government, as well as just, you know, doing the normal contracts that we've been doing, whether it's running metros or supporting airports or delivering the services with, with Khalid and the team. So busy is definitely the, uh, is the yeah. answer from our Absolutely. side. Absolutely. No, that sounds, that sounds like, yeah, you guys have literally been literally, as you say, at the front line of everything. And that leads us quite nicely into the subject of this podcast then, um, which is all around COVID-19 uh, and the path ahead specifically for, for Saudi Arabia in essence. I mean, I guess, you know, without, without doubt, uh, the pandemic and COVID has been the biggest news story possibly uh, of our lifetime, you know, and of course it's having profound mm -hmm. impact on nations and economies and it will do fit for years to come. But before we, we talk about that, you know, let, let's, Let's talk Saudi. So, so Khaled, perhaps if I can turn to you first, uh, could, could you give us a bit of a brief overview of Mashuat and how it's supporting Vision 2030 specifically? Certainly. Thank you, Cheryl. And I'm very delighted uh, to be in this uh, podcast. Of course, Mashuat it is an entity or organization that has been tasked by the government to really help uh, the entities uh, in the kingdom to transform in asset and facility management and also in the project management, focusing on the infrastructure sector. Uh, our role is really to make sure our entities are equipped with whatever they need in terms of standards and procedures, guidelines, best practices, and so on and so forth to make sure they are uh, able to transform to the excellence in the right manner. The kingdom, it has a huge portfolio when it comes to capital project as well as uh, the asset and facility management in general. So to manage this portfolio in a very efficient uh, manner, and when I say efficient, that's bounding both quality and cost optimization, we have to be mm -hmm. able to enable them uh, really uh, to do so. So that's basically what we are trying to do as a core business. Also, we are not overlooking uh, the human side of the, of, of the business. We are uh, helping in Mashruat here to elevate um, the awareness and uh, train our staff and the entities to be prepared to, to this uh, transformation journey in the kingdom. Mm, absolutely. And I noticed, as I think when you talked, you talked a lot about transformation uh, and quality. There's a lot of synergies between Mashuat and Circo. So um, perhaps with that in mind, um, Phil, if I can just turn, turn to you now, and could you tell us a little bit about the relationship between Mashuat and Circo? Tell us a bit more about the partnership that you have. Mm. 
Mm. I think, I mean, we, we, you talk a lot, I think, um, in business around the world about um, clients being partners. Uh, and I think sometimes they, they, they can be. Most of the time, they're probably, probably not. Certainly from... Um, for, for this contract, there's, there's no better word. There's no better word. Um, one, we're obviously delighted um, about getting any contract, of course, but just the impact of what we can do on this contract together with um, with Khalid and the team is incredible. You mentioned the word there, transformation, um, and it's huge. This is around this is around transforming, helping to improve um, this magnificent country. Um, and you know we're, we're trying to change the way that we that we do O and M very good operations and maintenance very good across mm-hmm. all of the um, ministries. But there's also something uh, I'm sure Carlett will agree. It's around culture. It's around sort of really taking the next step in terms of quality and improving the culture of the uh, of project uh, delivery and operations and maintenance in the country. It's in a partnership like this in a country like the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia, it makes you proud. Mm. And that's really nice. I think you used the, the word pride coming through and you can see, I think when you're, I guess, involved in something as so grand as a scale that actually really is having impacts on countries, then that's something really quite exciting to be a part of. Um, and I think on that front, um, and when we talk about Vision 2030 spe- specifically, um, I mean, obviously this year um, has been like no other uh, in terms of the pandemic, but perhaps Khaled, turning to you now, um, I'd be interested to get your thoughts on the impact that COVID-19 has had uh, on the country and impact that it's had on Vision 2030. Um, What do you think, has it had any um, challenges around in terms of that realization uh, as a result of the pandemic this year? Well, before I answer this very important question, I would like just to add in, in our partnership with Circu a little bit of of of, uh, of meat uh, and and facts. Uh, we are a Mishra'at, uh, also uh, proud and and feeling very enthusiastic in this partnership and this unique contract to really be executed to the full scale that we are both agreed to deliver. Given the fact Circo is one of the global leaders in, 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 in the operation and maintenance or uh, the asset and facility management businesses, this will help the kingdom not to only optimize the operational ex- expenses, but will definitely elevate the quality of all services that are provided by the, govern- uh, the government entity. We strongly believe that such strategic partnership will enrich the sector in the kingdom, not only to transform and reach the excellence, which is our ultimate target, but also building the national capability of this important dynamic field of business. Back to your question about COVID-19 and how this is really impacting our vision, our national vision 2030. As you know, Saudi Arabia's economy is tied to the global economy and not immune from what is going on and taking place around the globe. This crisis will increase the government preparedness for any future crisis. Uh, that's the way we see it in the kingdom. The kingdom has exerted unprecedented really efforts to ensure the safety of the citizens and residents in the kingdom. Such efforts have a great impact on the duties being performed, especially in the health and security sectors and other associated and concerned government agencies. The current crisis has reflected the Saudi government's strength 
and the durability and the full feasibility of the programs and the projects uh, that the Saudi Arabia's Vision 2030, which aiming and depending on then oil revenues that would enhance the country national income. The matter may require a number of firm economic measures to ensure the sustainability of public finances and the ability to manage the national economy in a way that really achieves the public uh, interest. Any economic measures will be taken by the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia will not have impact on the necessary expenses. That's a piece of fact that the government is strongly believed in. The challenges that were and continue to be present in front of the, of the governments, uh, and in particular here we are talking about the Vision 2030, are to ensure citizens get the services they need. That's the basic thing and the, the obvious challenge that we are dealing with today. The government has had to reprioritize such as the health sector, for example, in order to ensure the necessary funds for this sector and the well-being of its residents and citizens are well taken care of. Absolutely. And I know that you've, you've spoken, um, and, and that's a really interesting point. And it seems like, you know, the, the path ahead, although on the future ahead uh, for Saudi, although bright, you know, there's obviously work to be done as economies get back on track. And so, so Phil, um, what, what would you sort of say to, to that question? You know, what, what do you sort of feel has been the impact of COVID uh, on the realisation of, of Vision 2030? I think there's been a um, an impact on uh, every economy, every country around the world with COVID, obviously. Um, I've been pretty impressed with the, um, the, 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 the way that Saudi Arabia is de dealing with the issue. Um, I mean, if you look at the, um, the, the, the Vision 2030 specific so question you asked, and you look at the Giga projects, um, which are incredible, by the way. If you look at some mm -hmm. of the, the, the aspirations on the, you know, the Red Sea development, have you seen some of the, 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 um, the, the sort of impressions of the NEOM and the Nukidia? type projects they're incredible so i mean the second to none globally um and in terms of you know what's the impact well of course there's been an impact we've been in lockdowns all over the world of course but you know contracts are being awarded um you know i know about the recruitments sort of continuing at, at pace as well this is um this is a vision i uh, absolutely believe will um, will be delivered i mean it's important more never for, for the country to diversify the economy away from the re reliance on oil revenues. Absolutely. And I know it's all around, you know, we talk a lot about citizen happiness um, and making the kind of citizens and making sure that we're building economies where citizens are, are front and foremost of, of that. Um, and it's interesting as well. And obviously, Phil, as your background over at Serco, um, yeah. talking about the, the, I guess, the partnership and the importance of private sector firms uh, and governments sort of coming together and, and the value uh, that private yeah. sector firms can offer governments. Um, and what would yeah. you sort of, um, if you could could talk a bit more on that just really just in terms of the value um that the private sector is offering the public sector during this time yeah i mean i think um for us and it, it sounds like quite a sort of selfish thing to say for circo but this it's our time isn't it i mean the, the type mm. of company we are we're a services to government company um and certainly whether it's uh, you know recessions or something like the the the, the pandemic this is our time to stand up um, and work alongside uh, governments. You know, obviously, I'm a, a big believer in the outsourcing sector, um, and I think that is something which will be um, will be increasingly become attractive to uh, to governments. One because you'll just get resilience. 
uh, going forward, if we have you know second peaks and third peaks and things, that you get the resilience. You also um, get the sort of the global experience immediately. You get the skills immediately uh, off um, off the private sector. So you get best practice um, from around the world. I mean, some of the things that we've been doing as well with with um, governments is and and some of the bigger clients is is offering maturity assessments. So everybody wants to to manage their assets more effectively, more you know, cheaper and more effectively, want to, to manage the supply chains and workforce uh, more effectively. So we've been going in and doing assessments of how can we help, how can we make some recommendations to manage your uh, assets and, and people more effectively. So lots to do, lots to do. Go back to the same word as I said before, it's transformational time. It's, it's time and opportunity for governments to really transform um, and that's where um, companies like Circo need to play. Going back to your, your note at the beginning of being very, very busy. And so this certainly sounds like a, a big kind of a, a period for you and a, a massive transformational change. Um, and I think it was interesting what you were saying, Phil, about you know the, the importance of, I guess, the, the outsourcing play um, in terms of kind mm. of, de I guess, demonstrating cost effectiveness and uh, financial efficiencies, uh, particularly dur during this time when you're drawing on the expertise of, of the international field as well. Um, mm. And I was interested with, with that, actually, Khalid, um, just being kind of on the ground, of course, and you talked a bit about the culture and the pride that's had in, in really actually transforming your these countries such as Saudi and really living and breathing the Vision 2030. Uh, what do you sort of see are the benefits uh, from the Serco Mashrout uh, partnership and, and how do you sort of see that partnership really trans supporting the transformation of the kingdom? Well, I see it. It's really happening already, especially during the crisis. Uh, it was, you know, COVID nineteen uh, era, which is still we are living in. It shows how this, you know, fancy word of partnership, for example, how it is really working in those difficult times. I will not here uh, trying to talk generally. I would like to bring to your attention that things what we we did jointly to help Ministry of Health, for example, during those difficult times. We were being working on, on a project where we can help in, in making sure we are transforming certain buildings from a residential or commercial building to be a quarantine place. This was a joint effort done by the team here, by Mashruat and Circo, and it was given to, to the Minister of Health to help them really having the right uh, quarantine places for those uh, uh, patients. So uh, to me, I see the benefit already happening on the ground and COVID-19 accelerated this benefits realization in many fronts, especially when we get engaged with Ministry of Health. Uh, that's just one example to, 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 to show the real testimonial of this partnership, how can bring uh, huge benefits on the ground. Also, as I said, having Circo uh, partner with Mishruhat in this very important task we are doing with the government to make sure they are really ready uh, for, for the future. They are really enabled. Uh, that's a word we always use here uh, with the entity, uh, Circo and Mishruhat. Um, uh, you know, when when one important thing uh, that we always look at when we, we start to 
transform, how we can do this, what's really the missing piece from us to be a world class and what we are doing to our citizens and residents in the kingdom. For instance, one of the key uh, issues that we are trying to bridge uh, the gap at is the standardization. Uh, when you go and see, for example, a housekeeping uh, uh, contract in one of the government buildings, and you see the outcome of that contract, and you go to the same nature of business and the same function of business for another entity, you will see the different level of services provided. Although surprisingly, it's the same uh, scope of work to be delivered. So it's a clear, um, uh, it's a clear reason uh, for us, it is the, the absence of standardization and really coping with the best practices, even if it's locally or, or globally. So the benefits of this partnership can go beyond really just um, transformation in, in its wide, general, big meaning. It goes into all details that really needed to make this transformation happening. We are trying out of this to achieve one main benefit or advantage, if you want to call it, is how to make sure we are getting those entities on their, on their feet, on a strong foundation, so they can build uh, to, the, uh, to the excellence journey in operation and maintenance and in asset and facility management in general. Mm, absolutely. And, and that's that's a key thing. I mean, it's, it's obviously future, being future ready, you know, the transformational process. And it's uh, amazing to hear of those examples, Khalid. And, and thank you so much for, for giving us, us those. Um, so we talked a little now on the, the benefits of, of the kind of partnership and how it's supporting the transformation of the kingdom. Um, but Phil, when it comes to outsourcing, I know we've touched on this a little bit, but could you give us a bit of a, a perhaps a summary of some of the benefits of outsourcing services um, and particularly when it comes to the Kingdom of Saudi? Yeah, definitely. I'm obviously, um, for the type of company we are, I'm, I'm, I'm passionate about it, obviously. Um, I think it's, it provides it provides that transformation we've talked about a, a number of times during the, um, during the podcast. Um, as I said in the previous question, um, it allows companies like us to bring global best practice uh, as well from around the world. And um, I think even before uh, coronavirus, um, there was all sorts of different studies done on um, outsourcing of government services. And if you take the UK as an example, because that's probably the most mature uh, market um, probably in the world for outsourcing. And it accounts, I think, for something like 30, 35, 36% of the total uh, public sector spend. Um, and you're able to realise 10, 15% uh, savings, minimum cost savings uh, by using um, outsourcing. So I think there's definite cost saving benefits. As I said before, if you throw into the mix the, 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 the pandemic, you know, future peaks and impact of anything like that, you'd have resilience because obviously you can turn up, turn down outsourcing provider rather than keeping all of those uh, resources uh, within your own team as well and the final thing which is really important the client's still in charge but mm. with an outsourcing solution you get the output output based contracts it's all about delivery you know and the outsource has to deliver um and that's what we're keen and, and willing to do so big fan obviously
just kind of journeying back a little bit. I mean, this seems like a good junction just to, to reflect a little bit. So we talked a bit about the, the partnership between Mashuad and Serco. We talked about obviously outsourcing uh, and the transformation journey that, that Saudi Arabia is going on um, currently. Um, but let's now, I'm just going to open up the, the floor for this one. Um, I wanted, we wanted to just sort of a little bit talk more about the opportunities for businesses um, and for business leaders um, post-COVID, uh, if we can say that we're moving towards this sort of phase. Um, what do you think these opportunities are for, for business leaders post-COVID uh, in Saudi Arabia particularly? Um, Khalid, uh, Phil, I'll uh, see who wants to take that one. All right. I'm going to take this one if uh, Mr. Phil allow me. Uh, outsourcing, uh, outsourcing is really something nice, uh, but it's also at the same time very dangerous if it's not well taken care of. And as uh, Mr. Phil uh, stated, uh, outsourcing, it's all about delivery. And you want that delivery to be really something different, uh, different than what the self-operation, for instance, is, is, is bringing to the entities. So that's one of the key, uh, really, issues that we are trying to solve with this standardization and having the best practices at the disposal of the entities to make out of it the best opportunity for outsourcing. When we are talking about uh, the opportunities for this business uh, or for the business leaders post-COVID-19 in, in the kingdom, zooming out at the private sector in the kingdom, I can tell you it is a very dynamic and it has a lot of potential. Uh, as you can see, uh, just a simple rule of thumb, if you have this huge investment in capital projects, uh, giga projects, whether they are targeting entertainment sector, health sector, education sector, and so on and so forth, definitely you will, you will, you will, you will find a lot of potential for the private and business leaders to tap in. For instance, focusing COVID-19 now, I can tell you this will accelerate the, 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 the advent of the future working in the kingdom. Take, for instance, the telemedicine services in the kingdom. It will be really uh, a huge area to be adopted. Also, if you look at the digital transformation front in the country, particularly in the finance and retail sector, it will be a huge and golden opportunity post-COVID-19. Uh, also, uh, the area of e-commerce, everybody during the lockdown was ordering online and everything being delivered to their doors to, you know, mitigate the issue and, uh, of, uh, of having this virus spread and, and part of the control measures during the, the crisis. So those areas we can see post-COVID-19 are, are brighter than before. And many others, if you look at, for example, the facility management in general in the kingdom, it's a huge potential. We are talking about um, 90 to 80 billion SAR worth of portfolio to be managed in the kingdom. That's statistics uh, according to a study published by the National Committee of Operation and Maintenance Standardization Committee that was established, I think, in 2015. 14 and they were in operation until 2016. Then we take over uh, what they have accomplished as a mashruha. So we are tapping in those studies and analysis that really shows uh, the magnitude of this portfolio and what uh, can bring uh, with it as an opportunity for our business leaders. I think I couldn't agree more. I mean, it's it, the um, where's the opportunity? I mean, COVID itself has shaped. 
um, or it should have shaped most companies' strategies. Um, mm. Because just just doing what you were doing before um, is a nonsense, really. Um, so we we shook ourselves down a little bit back end of probably March time, wasn't it? Now, um, and we really looked at our strategy. Now, there's nothing different in terms of what um, what our direction of travel was. That's you know we manage assets, we manage people, we manage data. We've got a big push on um, satisfying sort of Saudiization and uh, emirateization targets across the region because it's important um and uh, we've also got a, a customer experience lab um as well which uh, which we're using to effectively help our clients clients with the with the customer experience of their products and services so nothing's changed from the heart of the strategy what i think and and, and khalid said as well it's you got it's just gonna be dynamic you just gotta be on your toes and we and and i think we did change a lot in terms of the uh, the offerings around COVID. So we, we did a lot of work with, you know, the, the, the field hospitals, COVID field hospitals and the test centres and things to help government uh, quickly. Um, so that, w- that, was, that was important. And I think, you know, if you then look at the, the market and specifically uh, the kingdom, um, you've got huge opportunities. I mean, the, the giga projects themselves, the fact that the commitment's still there from government to, to proceed, you know, it's, it's the time to be, to be there, it's time to be present, um, and it's really the time to, be, to, to, to get in with the sort of dynamic feel. If you walk around the streets of Riyadh, you can feel the, 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 the transformation. Um, it's, it's, it's incredible. So if, if, if you're in the Middle East and you're in business and you're not excited by... Um, by Saudi Arabia right now, then um, I'd be very surprised. Absolutely. And it's definitely that's the speed of that transformation and that ambition that's, that's, um, that's great to see. It's just got a, sort of a youth, sounds a bit silly, but like a youthful spirit, hasn't it? Mm. Um, I think if you look at the sort of the, 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 the leadership, if, if you talk to people, you've talked to um, you know, friends, they're like Halid and, and people like that. There's, there's a passion, there's a pride about what... Um, what we're trying to do we're just lucky enough to be a small part of that you know absolutely being part of that that big jigsaw and you sort of touched upon it there and i think when you talk about that the excitement um and you see that i've reflected it in the people and i know you, mm. you talked briefly on on saudiization um could you tell us a mm. bit more phil about uh, circo and uh, its commitment to kind of developing the, the talent of, of saudi um can you talk to us a bit on on that front yeah, definitely. I mean, our um, we've been we've been sort of adapting our business in the kingdom to the the current situation uh, and accelerating our support for the Saudi government uh, when it comes to supporting them with cost savings and efficiencies and things. But it's also true in terms of the the, the whole support of the Saudiization program as as well. I want to build a business there, um, and I want to, to to build a workforce of of. Uh, local national staff who are passionate about um, Circo, obviously, and are also passionate and proud about the work that we that we want to do in uh, in Kingdom. It's something that we've been doing for many years, far before, long before my time in um, in in Circo. In terms of um, uh, you know, several sort of national programs, we just launched the graduate scheme. Actually, um, we had a but over a thousand people applying in uh, in the kingdom, wow. uh, and we've been really really delighted about uh, sort of identifying some 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 really talented 
uh, individuals who, who are going to be joining the business in the next um, sort of two or uh, three weeks. And we have been recognised by by governments. We got a national award in the UAE last year or this year even, um, and we've got what they call platinum status in 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 Saudi as well, just because of the result, the high percentage of uh, of nationals in 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 leadership roles. Um, so yeah, we're we're totally committed to it, and we just want to do more. And that seems quite a, a nice one, one to end on. And I think testament to all of this is uh, Circo's work with Mashuat. So uh, that's a, a really nice kind of piece to, to end on. And it's been a, a fascinating chat today. Um, so I just wanted to, to say thank you so much uh, to Phil and to Khaled uh, for thank joining you. us today. Uh, thank you, Khaled. Also, it's been, been great thank speaking you. with you. It was an honor to be with you and uh, with Phil and the rest of the team in this lovely podcast. Wishing, wishing everybody success and hoping this partnership will will celebrate its its uh, impact on the ground very soon and a big thank you also for, for tuning in. I hope you've enjoyed it. It's been a, a good, inter- interesting chat talking all about uh, COVID-19 and Saudi and the path ahead. So thanks again to my guests and thanks again all for listening. Uh, been great to have you guys on it. Uh, so until then, uh, until next time, we'll see you soon and tune in for the next episode. Thanks a lot.